Early signing day is finally here. Will Auburn be celebrating more of the great holiday of Merry Flipmas? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blockery, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I want to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college sponsor across the Locked On College channel. Go to linkedin.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. John Garcia, recruiting expert himself, joins us. Happy early signing day, John. You wait all year for uh for, for this day. And we kind of were joking throughout the week, John, about how, you know, I, I think two months ago we were kind of dreading this day. And now all of a sudden, throughout the Auburn fan base, there's hope. There's hope of what Hugh Freeze and these guys are doing. Well, it's it's one thing to win recruiting battles, right? Look, every Big-time Power 5 school is going to win recruiting battles. You're going to accumulate some type of talent. But when you are hitting the ground running as soon as you get hired and you're pulling them from other commitment lists, it hits different. And I think as of this recording, five straight high school commitments to Auburn have all been flips. Mm-hmm. And if six, seven, eight, whatever the number is going to be come you know the end of the day today, if that's going to happen, it's going to be more flips. So it's not just Auburn thrusting itself back into the spotlight. It is pulling away from the theoretical enemy in the process. So I think that has collectively stamped the excitement, uh, the anticipation, not only for signing day, but really just for everything, right? The portal's already buzzing for Auburn. This is going to run into next year. Uh, Just kind of the overhaul, the task at hand overall for Hugh Freeze and company, it just seems to be off to about as ideal a start as anyone could have hoped for. Yeah, it's been outstanding. And you mentioned flips. That seems to be a trend that I think we should expect at least one or two today. I mean, so far, it's not like you're flipping guys from Western Kentucky or you know a Sunbelt school right. or anything like that. You're flipping guys from Arkansas, from Texas Tech. I mean, so, some solid programs Tennessee and that's one of the hottest programs with a ton of buzz throughout throughout the country with Sylvester Smith who really I I think is a guy that Auburn fans aren't celebrating enough I mean that was a huge win I mean Alabama wanted him Georgia wanted him Tennessee clearly wanted him Um, and then this staff went out and got a guy like Sylvester Smith is that somebody that Auburn's probably not excited about enough as, as they should be Yeah, I mean, you could view Sylvester as a class headliner in my mind. Um, I think a couple of factors pulled away from his national profile rising to a super high level. One, early emerger at a small school, obviously, Mumford, gets hurt after his breakout sophomore season and then kind of commits to Tennessee while he's still banged up. So even his first commitment didn't have a lot of fanfare because it wasn't fresh off of a great performance or anything like that. So when you flip them, it kind of has that same feel, and and he's just at a a school where he's had to do everything. So it kind of takes away from being able to shine a spotlight on his true athleticism, his true position projection, which is going to be in the secondary. So 
yeah, I, I think there's a lot of circumstantial weirdness uh, around Smith's uh, rise as to why it's not so celebrated. But if you watch you the play, tape, you dig into it. This is this could be a multi-year starter. And, and Auburn does this all the time. This is now three staffs in a row where you get a guy late where it's like, oh, okay, we'll see. You know, same thing we said about Roger McCreary, sure. who was a quarterback, just like Sylvester. Same thing we said about Steven Roberts, who was playing all over the field at Opelika. And these guys, Daniel Thomas from Montgomery yeah. League, they all ended up being multi-year starters, contributors, borderline all-conference, McCreary, early-round draft pick type guys. This is what, when Auburn is at its best, these are the late grabs in state uh, that the staff goes out and gets. So Zach Etheridge deserves a ton of credit here, and, and Auburn as a whole for sticking with Sylvester because, like you said, Tennessee very much wanted to keep him in the class. Yeah, and we haven't really talked about this on the show, but Zach Etheridge is officially staying I didn't see a world where he was leaving. I just don't know how you could let that happen, especially with what he's done over the past few weeks with Hugh Freeze. Um, but yeah, Zach Etheridge is officially staying, which is huge. And, and you talk yeah, to kids all the time who just love Zach Etheridge, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not in position. I mean, we'll see how the end of the day goes. But like, if you're going to flip Tony Mitchell from Alabama, Etheridge is the primary reason. Yeah. He's right there for Sylvester Smith, as we mentioned. Some of these other players that have jumped on board. Holding on to J.C. Hart has a lot to do with Zach Etheridge, by the way, USC, USC. Off of him, right? Yeah. Oklahoma State, which has produced high-level defensive backs, offered, try to get a late visit there. So holding off uh, folks is just as big as, as going out and flipping recruits committed to other schools. So this secondary class, if there's, if there's a weakness for Auburn when this dust settles, it will not be in the secondary uh, following recruiting season. And, and Etheridge, obviously, is, is the biggest reason for that. Yeah, I'm a I I'm a, a JC Hart truther. Uh he he is my favorite of this class and so when I saw that he said, "Okay, hey, USC just offered me." One, I panicked cuz that's just what I do. Uh, but also just like the I mean, props to this kid, right? I mean, this kid's kind of like not been given as much love as I think he deserved. And I think you're in the same boat um being high on Hart, but him getting a lot of these offers late, I think it kind of adds some uh some pop to to his status as a recruit it's like yeah he's a three-star whatever small school but places big brands all over uh, college football want this kid now and, and i think you know props to auburn for locking him up early can there's no way usc has ever courted a kid from lochapoca right no I mean, way. there's no way right is lochapoca yeah. the opposite of la probably yes even though you can you can't spell it without la yeah 100 percent 100 percent the opposite and yeah i think I think the timing was great for Auburn in this regard, right? Because yeah. USC offers during the dead period, no chance he can go out to LA on their dime and, and check it out. So, yeah, that's that's a problem avoided potentially there because he was definitely excited to pick up that offer, no doubt. All right, you mentioned potential flips. You mentioned Tony Mitchell, who, who's currently committed to Alabama. I want to go over a few names with you, John. Yes. Uh, as far as you know, who are some guys that Auburn can flip? And we'll get John's thoughts on that in just a moment right here. Unlocked on Armor. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The bowl season's in full swing. Be sure to get in on the action. Make sure you're ready to go at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. You'll, you won't find any more props, odds, or lines than anywhere else at any other corner of the internet. Just search Bet Online. Their mobile app is delightful to use on your smartphones. Be sure to check that out. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. John Garcia. 
our guest talking all things Cruton. All right, so some, some some potential names here. Let's start with Tony Mitchell since you already brought him up. What do you think the likelihood is of Auburn pulling off this flip of a Thompson kid? Auburn's had like no luck with Thompson whatsoever, with the exception of Sawyer Pate, the absolute goat of walk-on quarterbacks. But what do you think about this? Obviously, the impact would be huge, but what do you think the chances are of pulling it off? It's tough. Um, In one hand, Tony Mitchell has been recruited as long or longer than any kid we'll talk about today, right? I mean, he was committed to Tennessee before his freshman year. He was committed to Jeremy Pruitt, for those who don't remember. I mean, that's how long ago Tony Mitchell was, was sort of on the radar. And since the moment he backed off of Tennessee, this has been viewed as an Iron Bowl deal. However, again, think back to the timeline there. How many changes at Auburn have gone down since Tony Mitchell emerged as a recruit? So for Auburn to even have a puncher's chance is phenomenal because Alabama's been all the same in this recruitment, right? They have stability over there. There hasn't been as much coaching turnover as we're used to in Tuscaloosa, which usually is, is, is a sign for the door opening for their recruits doesn't exist right now Uh, yet and still on signing day Tony Mitchell's not 1000% done to Bama and Auburn has made such a move here in fact that even the last visit which went to Texas A&M yeah according to my sources in Birmingham it's being overlooked it's not being heavily considered A&M's not out of it and they'll probably have a hat on the table later today but this is being viewed still as an Iron Bowl battle. So for Auburn to have that puncher's chance is a huge deal. Tony obviously frequented the Plains both before and after Freeze's arrival, a bunch of games uh, on campus, an official visit on top of it. Uh, And again, Zach Etheridge, right? This is the – and and my source actually yesterday was unsure if Etheridge was going to stay or or be retained, I should say. So that was something I know Mitchell and his camp were obviously worried about and curious about. So locking this in right before signing day and giving that clarity and stability to these DB targets still out there is huge. And and again, if Mitchell pulls a shocker and picks Auburn, that will be the biggest reason why. And and again, it's not done. It is not done. There is a little bit of of unease in Tuscaloosa going into signing day, and that's not something we typically say. Again, like you said, with a Thompson kid, with a Birmingham kid. Sure. Uh, all right, another one, uh, Kay and Lee, the, the four-star corner. I think this is a future NFL player. He's currently committed to Ohio State as we record this. Going into early signing day, uh, Auburn hasn't backed off this kid either, John. And there seems to be more and more smoke that Auburn could potentially pull this off. What are you hearing? What are your thoughts? What's your gut feeling here? Yeah, to me, this would be an even bigger deal than Mitchell. No disrespect to the in-state kid, but this when you're pulling special. from out of state. This kid against- is special. Ohio State for a kid yeah. who was, you know, a Georgia commit, extremely long cornerback prospect. Uh, it, it hits a little bit different. So this would be the bigger pull because Kayan has has frequented Auburn to a degree, but not mm-hmm. as much as Mitchell. So it would be a bigger sort of uphill climb, at least optically, for Auburn to pull this thing off. But yeah, we, we it's quiet. He hasn't said a whole lot one way or the other, which is typically a sign in my experience that hey. This thing has legs. Uh, so, again, another Etheridge hat tip. Uh, and, and the rest of the staff is going to deserve some too, right, because it's not just him. Um, they, they hosted Kayan. Uh, they went out to see him at Cedar Grove uh, recently, right before the dead period kicked in. Um, and look, there's just at, at a lot of positions there is this sense that 
it's a total positional overhaul. And the secondary is one of those spots where not only are you selling, hey, we need bodies, but you're selling playing time on top of it. And it's something that is going to resonate, especially with an Atlanta area kid. We, we always talk about this on the podcast, right? Alabama, Georgia, Florida, those metro mm-hmm. areas, those states, those pipelines, you've got to hit no matter who you are as an Auburn coach, you've got to hit those hard. And that's where Freeze is plucking a lot of this talent from. So that would be as, as big a deal. I think Falk would be the biggest deal. This would be probably the second biggest deal if, if this flip could be pulled off. Yeah, we'll get to Keldrick Falk in, in a second. Xavier Miller is the next one I want to bring up, John. Top Juco tackle in pretty much every ranking system that you look at was committed to Ole Miss. Auburn now has Auburn's old Ole Miss uh, offensive line coach yep. with Jake Thornton. And it sounds like they've got a pretty good relationship. Your thoughts on Miller? Will will he sign with Auburn today? I think so. Um, this one this one was viewed as kind of an old school. Look, he's from Mississippi, Mississippi battle, right? Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. Commits to Ole Miss pretty early on, and, and that was kind of it and, until Jake Thornton moved on yeah. from Ole Miss to Auburn. Then Miller took the Mississippi State trip. Then, unfortunately, all the tragedy went down in Starkville. Yeah. After that, he gets over to Auburn where he, of course, can reunite with Jake Thornton, who's a young, dynamic offensive line recruiter. Miller cited Thornton as one of the primary reasons he picked Ole Miss in the first place. And really, from the moment he set the Auburn visit, the Ole Miss side was expecting the decommitment for, for days and days on end. It finally came down, I believe, Monday morning. And really from that moment, it's felt like Auburn's race to lose. Uh, we talked about overhauling the DB position. and There's an even bigger overhaul up front on the offensive line and Auburn needs tackles. It's been the same for years on the planes. Uh, so to bring one in with that type of size and experience, I think is going to be a really big deal. And unfortunately a lot of question marks at Mississippi state offensively, right? You know, we just don't know what that looks like. So it's going to slow down the, some of the momentum that the Bulldogs had. They've already lost uh, an offensive line commitment going into signing day. And I think they're losing out potentially on the in-stater, uh, Xavier Miller, who I believe is is Auburn bound. Is he going to start year one type player? I mean, Auburn doesn't have any tackles right now, so you got to <laughs> think he's uh, he's got an easier path at Auburn than most places in the conference. Yeah, I, I think he's got a right tackle floor too. I mean, obviously everyone's going to be gunning for that left tackle job, but sure. he's got a right tackle floor if it doesn't work out. Just a massive human Huge. being, six foot six, well over three hundred pounds, but he moves pretty well. Uh, so I think he's got a right tackle floor, worst case scenario. And again, that junior college experience is is invaluable when you're making a move like this. And that's something, again, the great Auburn teams always seem to have on, on their roster, some junior college uh, additions, especially from the Mississippi Junior College. Yeah. All right, let's touch on that big name you just mentioned a second ago, Keldrick Falk. What happens if Auburn pulls this off? Can Auburn pull this off? We'll talk all things Keldrick Falk in just a moment right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. Look, if you looked up at the calendar and checked the date on your phone, it's like, oh my goodness, Christmas is just a few days away. I can't order anything in time. Well, if you're in the Auburn Opelika Lee County area, you need to head over to our friends at Alumni Hall. They've got all sorts of stuff for the Auburn fanatic in your life. If you're listening or watching the show, you know somebody that loves Auburn and you need to bless them with all kinds of incredible things that you can find at Alumni 
Hall. You can still order, get things in for basketball season. Baseball season is right around the corner at alumnihall.com for you out-of-towners, but be sure to check out their stores at alumnihall.com. I hope none of my family is watching because I have been to Alumni Hall to get some things for, uh, for them this Christmas. So be sure to check that out, alumnihall.com, or go to Alumni Hall. They have locations in Opelika and in Auburn. John Garcia, our guest. Let's talk about the potential biggest flip that will have every Auburn fan screaming Merry Flipmas from the top of their lungs. And as soon as they see Santa Claus this weekend, it'll feel like Santa came early. If Keldrick Falk flips from FSU to Auburn, what does it mean for Auburn? This is the this is the measuring stick recruitment to, to watch. I know, again, all these kids are flips, it feels like, right? But this one would would very much hit different, as the kids say, right? This is a – you talk about the problem areas for Auburn over time, both geographically under Brian Harson and positionally, Falk would satisfy both of those needs. You hit a massive, high upside, athletic edge rusher, and you do it close to home, right? We talk about that – the surrounding areas around Auburn and how many great players get away from Phoenix City and Montgomery and some of these other areas, Highland Home, not very far away. So that would satisfy yeah. a huge optical question mark surrounding what Hugh Freeze and company could do. And I think his timeline is interesting, right? As soon as I saw that FSU was getting the last official visit, I was like, okay, Auburn's not getting a trip. Kind of it, right? You know, he, he's going to stick with FSU, but he just kind of came home a little early, snuck back into Auburn on Sunday right before the dead period commenced because they needed another look. And I think that is so telling because, look, when you're another recruit has been recruited for two, three, four years, you don't need to see campus or the new facility one more time. You've already been there and done that. Yeah, This is more about the people. This is more about Hugh Freeze. This is more about the new hires under Hugh Freeze. And it wasn't just Keldrick that needed that final view. It was mom. And I think when that becomes a part of the equation, it's really as big an X factor as NIL could ever be, as NFL could ever be, as playing time could ever be, because now this is an opportunity to do it close to home. And look, he's a country boy. He's got a little brother who's who's coming up at Highland Home, and, and he'll be a big-time recruit in his own right. You know, there's a lot of reasons to make the argument as to why Auburn has a legitimate chance here. But at the same time, he's been committed to FSU for a very long time. And obviously their program stabilized on the field this year and looks like it's it's on the up and up. So I'm hearing this is a coin flip. This is incredibly close. Um, and it's one of the, the first the first decisions I've got circled from a time perspective uh, for later today. It's supposed to be noon Eastern, so 11 central time. Mm. When Keldrick comes off the board, I will be glued in because this could be as close a battle as any Auburn target that we talk about. It is is true 50-50 coin flip status. I think getting to Auburn, he was leaning FSU, coming out of it cloudy. So whatever questions they needed to have answered by Freeze and company were clearly answered. And then there's two or three days of time in between there and actually signing. And that's a long time to say no, theoretically, to mom. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, the more I talk about it, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit blue and orange as opposed to Garnet and Gold, but it is that close with Keldrick Falk. Yeah, I think Auburn's going to get him. I think Auburn's going to get him. So for all of the guys that we mentioned, who do you think Auburn lands? Just give me a, a gut feeling. Um, Canley, where is he going? 
I think he's flipping to Auburn. I think that's that's the big splash for AU. Keldrick fought. I think he I'm starting to think he sticks. I, I don't know. It's it's so close. Commit it's, to it, John. Let's go. Just commit to it. How about this? You'll flip either Lee or Falk and be very happy with it. Lose out on, on the other one. It's it's almost too close to call between the two. So since I said Lee was in, I'll say Falk is out. What about an Isaiah Jada? We haven't talked about him a ton, but um seems like Auburn was favorited then he went to Colorado it was very yeah. cold and a lot of snow out there so we'll, Look, we'll see man, what Col- happens with that Colorado got the last visit for like every kid that looked like he was done with <laughs> with school x and That's then right. they went to Colorado last weekend don't know how much space there is but you know Dion's gonna splash here in the end although again kid wanted to play SEC ball was committed to South Carolina backed off Auburn huge need there I, I think between Jada and Miller Auburn grabs one, if not both, of those tackles, and those could be the tackles of the future or the present, yeah. really, on the right. planes. Yeah. Does Auburn finish as a top 20 class, top 15 class? What, what do you think expectations should be, and what's a home run if they finish at, at what spot in the rankings? I honestly think top 25 is a home run, and it looks like it would be there barring a, a big surprise, but even, even there is a home run based on where you were and again, I think it should be brought up, you know, holding on to some of these very key commitments, Jeremiah Cobb, most notably JC Hart. We just talked about flipping Sylvester Smith, these in-state kids on top of it, a huge deal yeah. for Auburn. So I think finishing top 25 is an absolute home run. Finishing top 15 is like, this is, this is scary. This is going to be, that means you flipped Lee and Falk, right? So, and maybe Mitchell. I mean, this is now scary territory and you're like this overhaul this turnaround is going to happen very very quickly um which which we know is possible with high school recruiting juco and of course the portal which we know auburn has been attacking relentlessly so this thing is moving really fast and and it's pretty much all positive for auburn john how can people love you support you and all that stuff buddy a lot of signing day coverage live blog going on right now at si.com we'll have some final rankings at the end of the day when we can call a, a winner a number one class and we'll build it out from there and barring a surprise auburn will be on that list uh, so check us out and uh, come talk ball with us on twitter at john garcia underscore jr john garcia he's the best in the biz we will be back tonight recapping auburn basketball's game against Washington, and we will recap signing day on tomorrow's show. Don't miss any of it. This has been Locked on Auburn.